Welcome back to Screen Time. I'm Rokan. I'm Richard Rope. Let me quote the great George Will. He said, football combines two of the worst things in American life. Okay. Violence mm-hmm. punctuated by committee meetings. Ha! We're going to take that on. Because now, if you watch football on television, college or pro football, mm. there is a ridiculous ridiculous amount of time spent between officials meeting now in the middle of the field they're calling their headquarters wherever they happen to be sometimes it's the conference headquarters in bug tussle and sometimes it's new york city (laughs) they got that little boot that makes them look like they're taking a picture of lincoln and mary todd before they went to the theater and i fully expect before it's and then like other officials are running out on the field and then the coach is lobbying somebody else I fully expect before the college football season of 2021 is overall, I fully expect to see a Karen show up like thinking it was a board meeting and she went and she'll say, I want my horse dewormer. And they're like, no, that's, that's down the hall. It's over there. You're in the wrong. You're on the you're in midfield. Get out of here. We got some problems with American football right after this. But first, the digital landscape is changing rapidly. And to compete in today's business environment, you need an experienced partner. Since 1995, AmericanEagle.com has partnered with companies of all sizes, offering web design, development, e-commerce, mobile apps, digital marketing. And it's all designed to drive your overall business success because they believe that today's online world is your opportunity. Visit AmericanEagle.com today to get started. Why is it? How is it that... Americans after World War II gave birth to more lawyers per capita <laughs> than any other civilization Peace. in human history. You know, you're sounding like Ken Burns. You're quoting George Will, and now we're going back to <laughs> World War II. Are we looking at sepia tone slides yes. during this podcast? Yes. Okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I, that's he, fine. he's that's my fine. dear friend, and that's, I, I, that's I trust everything that he does. Okay. So maybe I do want to be like him. But I will say this. We now have created so many lawyers that everything that we do has to be reviewed and re-reviewed to be completely 100% fair at all times, which is not life. Football is not life in that respect. And there are so many more rules in football. Remember, you know, when we were kids or you go back and you, you heard your parents or your grandparents talk about football and, you know, the game was 60 minutes long and the television show, once it started getting on television, was like 90 minutes long. We always knew the wonderful world of Disney would not be preempted or postponed. We knew it would be on at 6.30 or 60 minutes. I don't know why they say 60 minutes is not going to start at its regularly scheduled time. It hasn't since the Chiefs played the Dolphins in 71 and Jan Stenerud finally hit the field goal. Right. Uh, and you're right. And you know, I remember you, know, you can see the old footage. You can look it up on YouTube and you know, instant replay made televised football and you know you'd see you know somebody like kurt gowdy now through the miracle of the instant replay we're gonna see that same play one more time and right. it'll just be in real time before slow motion all well and good now in recent years we've had all these safety protocols installed and we've also had the you know instant replay and review has been around for a while in some sports for 10 years now but now it seems like you know you can throw that stupid little red cloth in the nfl and then in the last two minutes up to the officials Everything's reviewable. We saw it in the baseball playoffs. It drove me nuts because yeah. it's about everything. You know, was he safe? Was he out? Now these players wear these mittens when they're stealing bases, which give like four extra inches to their fingers when they slide in. Oh, was he off the bag? But I want to go back to college football and, yes. this, and this targeting rule, row. And we listen, we get this. A lot of this is about safety. A lot of it is also about covering your ass. We know that. 
Because right, they're getting sued. Yeah, and you know, college sports. We could do twenty podcasts about the hypocrisy. It was finally decided this year that athletes could get a piece of the pie from endorsements, and everybody's all up in arms. But and, a really little slice of the yeah, pie too. And in the, yeah, and in the meantime, college football coaches are making five, eight, ten million dollars a year. And they do press conferences in front of, you know, an AT&T logo and there's Pepsi and Dasani water bottles and pop bottles right there right. and Nike logos and all this bullshit. And, and they get paid all kinds of money. And then you see, you know, Nick Saban's doing commercials for Aflac or whatever. I think it's Aflac. If sure. it's not, who gives a shit? Uh, because we're not getting sponsored by them. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yeah, but the, 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 tight, end, the sure. tight end gets 50 cents because we sold his jersey online for $99. But the targeting thing yes. has, is completely out of control. The rule now is if you're you – know, and they re, I, I feel like more of them are called on replay than the initial hit, which happens so quickly. The player uses the crown of his helmet. Defensive back could be a linebacker, could be a, you know, a cornerback, could be a you know, rushing guy making lineup. a tackle, puts yeah. his head down, and he aims it, the top of his it, hat. The, they talk about the crown of the helmet. And it's, you know, if you're if, if they decide that that ruling stands or the initial ruling, it's 15 yards off an ejection and you're ineligible for the first half of the next game. And I would put to you, Rokan, that probably 90 to 95 percent of those hits are not done with malicious intent. It's a very fast game. It's faster than it's ever been. Someone's trying to bake, break up a pass or bring a quarterback down. They can't stop themselves. And next thing you know. In the sometimes in the first two minutes of a huge game, an All American player is being walked out of the stadium. Yeah, how does that help the game? Right, it's been happening more and more in terms of injuries in football than it has ever happened. They've been trying to keep injuries at a minimum, of course. And 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 part of it is they're walking people out because they do have a concussion protocol now, which they didn't have before. They have these tents in college and in the pros, right? Right, like these medical tents right there on the sideline. Which, I, that's a whole other weird convention. I want to get to that in just a second. Okay. But okay. but before we do that, I mean, obviously, you know, the game slows down because of the concussion epidemic in football, which has always been there. It was just a silent epidemic. People didn't want to talk about it. But then mm. you had, you know, very famous cases like Junior Seau and other major yeah. athletes that either Dave took their Dorsen, own lives, yeah. right, died early, and then they donated their brains to this program so they could see the damage that years and years and years and years of the brain yeah. hitting the skull had done to their... Yeah, and that's all very, very real and tragic. Jim McMahon, the famous quarterback from the Chicago Bears, Super Bowl champions, there have been articles written about how he'll wander from one room in the house to the next and forget who he is, why he's there. He's yeah. dealing with that, many other players. And we're all for these protocols. Listen, back in the day, if you watch the footage, I mean, it was insane. Deacon Jones was a Hall of Fame defensive lineman for the Los Angeles Rams was famous for his head slap move. He would wrap his hand in heavy tape, basically putting them in casts, and his big move was a head slap to the offensive lineman to knock him out of the way. That, and then he would get, you know, they, before they kept track of sacks, he might still be the all-time career sacks leader. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. He'd be called for a 15-yard penalty. We right. get that. But in college, this penalty to me seems to far outweigh, in most cases, a kid trying to make a legitimate football play. Give him the 15 yards. Give him a warning. If he does it again, yeah, you're out of there. I'm deeply troubled, no matter how we cut this, mm. by just the way in which, if you're at home, even worse, if you're in the stadium, mm -hmm. how much time is wasted in the game. Yeah. It seems like... Reviewing the, this, is it a catch? Was he out of bounds? Was it, you know, all of these things were 27 different angles. Yeah. Right. And it seems like the game itself is really 
less than the total commercial load that oh, you actually for save. Sure, for sure. There's no doubt about that. I mean, back in the day, you had commercial breaks, but you know, when they said the wonderful world of Disney coming up at six o'clock, it would be at six o'clock. <laughs> now every Sunday in the NFL, they go well, sixty minutes will be preempted. Well, of course it will because every game's so freaking long. Right. Well, as a start know. at three twenty-five now. Yeah, and yeah. then it's kickoff commercial break. And you mentioned, too, even with injuries, it's like different networks kind of treat the injuries different. Do we cut away? Now they do sometimes that picture-in-picture thing. So you see the poor kid being tended to, but then there's a fast food commercial on the other half of the screen. Right, that's that's weird, oh, and that should not happen. And, and then there's this whole debate that's going on in all the different networks who cover football about whether you should play music mm-hmm. going into the commercial break while there's an injury on the field, while you see the guy lying there and you see the medical people mm. there, and everybody, as soon as a guy goes down on the ground, everybody grabs the helmet now, right? Unless it's, it's clearly him, yeah. a leg mm. thing. But if the guy got hit hard and it looks like he got knocked out, part of the concussion protocol is to you know, make sure that the head doesn't move and you want to make sure that in case there's a spinal injury mm. or something of course. like that. Of course, yeah. Right? So we're we, all we get all that. that. I mean, and it's, But it's startling yeah. when you see it, and it's like, oh, my God. It's like watching somebody being taken out of a car accident and yet they're playing music. Now, yeah. Fox are the only ones still doing it. Mm. Everybody did it for a while. Fox now, uh, you know, these got they the ones that kind of started doing it. Yeah. And now they're continuing to do with it. And people make fun of it. And there's one of the great internet memes uh, of, <laughs> of a guy saying he wanted to be buried to that music. Oh, God. <laughs> when God, he dies. I mean, it's like, I... <laughs> I, I just I, I watch it. I'm like, oh man. I mean, I would feel so dirty if I were the director yeah. calling for that music cue Making while that you're decision. pulling away. Or do from we that. go to the Arby's? We've got the meat commercial yeah. full screen. And you know, listen, it's great that the medical protocols and the you know the the staff are greatly improved. I mean, back in the day, if you know, in 1967, the team doctor for the Raiders would walk out there with a cigarette in one hand and an RC <laughs> Cola in the other, and hey, it looks fine think to me. Does an RC Cola yeah. neck up? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, well, whatever the case may be, you know. So that's all well and good, but um, we just have to remember here, just because we have all this technology for replays and stuff, I think it's gotten out of control. Now, the other thing I want to talk about in college football, row is the celebration rule. It's college football. 97% of these kids aren't going to play in the pros, you know, even when they're playing for major programs. Well, unless you're Alabama, then they all are first-round draft choices. But you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Even on the big teams, a lot of these kids. So if you score a touchdown and the band can go crazy and, and, you know, in Wisconsin they can all jump around at at the end of the third quarter and paint their faces and go nuts. If a player throws the ball into the stands or does a little dance, now in the NFL they've given more leeway. In college... You'll get in big trouble. Now, in the there was a game last Saturday. This podcast is dropping on a Thursday, so this is the most recent college football weekend. Iowa State is playing Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, number eight in the country. Iowa State's got a really good team. It's a big, big game on a national stage. Iowa State, receiver goes across the middle. He's wide open. He's got an easy touchdown. Bro, I'm not making this up. People can look this up. Around the two-yard line, he starts to do a little bit of that kind of Deion Sanders, you know, move the high-step thing. And then he gets in the end zone. He does a dance. Okay, I get it. If you want to – I don't think he was even doing excessive celebrating. But, okay, you want to put 15 yards to get tacked on for the kickoff. That's fine. They took away the touchdown. They said he started celebrating on the three-yard line. They tacked on 15 years. They literally took away the touchdown and put the ball like on the 20-yard line. It was insane. 
It was the it was to, to me. And here's the good news. Iowa State scored on that drive, and they won a very, very close game, upsetting a top-10 team, which doesn't happen that often mm-hmm. for Iowa State. But can you imagine if they lost the game? And this guy was open by 20 yards. It was a you know, Oklahoma State was like, okay, you got us. Touchdown. And they took the touchdown off the board. And it's like, guess what, officials? Nobody's fucking tuning in to see you on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. And that's certainly the case on Sundays, too. And too many of these officials... They want to make it about themselves. They love throwing those flags. <laughs> they took the touchdown off the board. I would. I. I. I'm just imagining uh, for our sport better fans out there uh, that there would be oh, a gosh. one a hell of a bad beat surrounding that. Can you imagine that. Yeah. I mean that be that that sort of like it. You know, it goes a million miles back, a million years ago. When George Brett had the home run disallowed because the pine tar on his bat was, you know, above the level that it was supposed to be. And I mean, it was insane because, again, these officials, they want to make it about themselves. In the NFL, they're calling pass interference anytime they want. They're calling holding anytime they want. And they might as well forget about punting because there's an illegal block in the back on every single punt. <laughs> so true. I think there it's needs true. to be there's, a lot of yeah. meetings. First of all, in college football, you got to change that targeting rule. I think they will in the offseason. You, know, you mentioned these, you know, the George Will quote, too. Why do they have to wait until, like, the offseason? Just change it. Well, Change the rule. It would change the outcome of the playoff system, yeah. theoretically. I get that. Well, when he I, got kicked out in the week three, but you're not going to get kicked out in week seven. Okay, fine. Yeah. Meet in the offseason. Right. It, right. But in the offseason, they should have this conversation about actually letting them play the game. And football is violent. you got to make a decision here. Either you want to continue to play football and, and all the incumbent risks there, and I love the technology advancements that they've had. And, you know, God bless a lot of them have come out of the college game mm-hmm. to create – these helmets and the universities themselves are working on it. I, I, I think that's all great because football is such a great American experience. It really is. I know people say baseball is the most American game, but I think football in a lot of ways is because football mm. took that whole conceit, sports conceit of there's one goal line on this side, one goal line on that side, which, by the way, doesn't go back to sports. It goes back to chess, if anybody really wants war to. War and war. It, well, <laughs> yes. I mean, that's right. As a fiat for war, that's yeah, why we play right. football in America. It's, now, be, it's the best TV sport. It I is. Think, well, by, I, by far. I love it. And, you know, and it, 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 you know, football is it's in the rest of the world as soccer as we know it. Mm-hmm. It's a great game. It's a majestic game. If you know what you're watching there, sure. it's, it is, it's a it is. beautiful right. scientific game. But that's not what American football is. Uh, uh-uh. that's not the, that was never the plan. And rugby is not what American football is because rugby is a bunch of guys who have no teeth, who you know hold on to each other in this you know sort of homoerotic huddle, and then the ball squirts out. Then one guy runs away. They go, "Oh, get him! Get him!" Yeah. I love American football, but it does need to be safer in the world of lawyers, right? And doctors. I mean, there's a lot of doctors who wouldn't let their. I, in, I went to high school a trillion years ago. My high school, it would not let us play football as an organized sport. As a matter of fact, our entire athletic league Mm. at that point, our school league, smaller schools, but they just dropped out of football completely because they didn't want the injuries. And that was in the 1980s. Yeah, yeah. So I I get it. I, I understand that there are incumbent dangers, but, you know, 
that's why God invented Alabama and Mississippi and Louisiana and Texas. <laughs> I'll tell you this, I look back on this, and you know, I always talk about my athletic career. People say, well, you know, you played football, you played baseball. Why didn't you make it to the pros? And I say, well, there were politics involved. There were 100,000 athletes who were better than me, and they all got breaks that I didn't get. But I played football in high school. And when I look back on it, first of all, this was now we're talking this is the late 70s, but I broke my wrist making a tackle on a kickoff against Thornton. I was at Thornridge High School, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure you all know it. Very famous. Um, broke my wrist, fractured my wrist. Okay. This was in the second game of the season. You know what I was doing for the third game of the season? Back on the field with a cast on my wrist. When you think about it, fucking nuts. I'm 17, 16 or 17 years old, and I got a cast put on it. And they're like, well, you're fine. You don't catch anyway. You're the worst tight end ever. You're a blocker. <laughs> and, I, and I remember like I did like a little picture of the broken bone on the cast. That was the oh. drawing, and then all the players signed Very it. Artsy, but, yeah. You know, if you did that now, everybody would get fired. <laughs> everybody would be fired. What is that kid doing out there with a the cast? The school superintendent would be fired. And I was like, this is kind of cool because, like, you know, I could smack people with it and yeah. stuff. So a we governor were... would lose their governorship over that now. Talk about bad casting. Yeah. Oh, that's that's ugly. All right. Uh, what to watch and what not to watch. That comes your way first. But first, Portillo's. They're known for their famous Chicago hot dogs with all the freshest and tastiest ingredients, right down to the poppy seed bun and, of course, their legendary chocolate cake. But that's just the beginning, my friends. The menu has mouth-watering varieties of favorites, from a charbroiled burger to an Italian beef to a mm-hmm. cheese fry to a chopped salad and... The chocolate cake! Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you are a fan of this podcast or heard any other episode of this, you know how I feel about the chocolate cake. It's the Mm -hmm. greatest chocolate cake in the history of chocolate or cake. Portillo's also has locations throughout the Midwest and in Florida, California, and Arizona. Order curbside pickup or delivery today. Ship Portillo's anywhere in the United States of America by ordering at portillo's.com. That's P-O-R-T-I-L-L-O-S. Dot com. Richard Rober, what should we not watch? Yeah, there's a movie coming out called 13 Minutes, and it's kind of intriguing because it's all about a small town that gets hit with a huge tornado, 13 Minutes of Destruction. Not a documentary, a fictional film. And it has some pretty interesting you know, names and faces that you've seen from previous films. I like the idea that you're trying to do something different, but it's so heavy-handed. You know, we get to meet everybody, you know, and it turns out, oh, the meteorologist is actually married to the woman who's, you know, checking out who's the, you know, the National Weather Service person and their daughter goes missing. And it's just, you know, and then the religious family finds out their son is gay just before the tornado hits and he's not their son anymore. So <laughs> if you, you know, it's one of those things you make, oh, let's check this out. It's in theaters and on demand, 13 minutes. Don't watch it. 13 minutes is also the time it takes these referees to make a replay decision. <laughs> Really on the field stands. The ball was juggled by the wide receiver. I know we're going back to the earlier segment, but let me just say this. You are 100% right. They they have to explain too much. It didn't get to that point. And then there are sports where they don't explain enough. You know who does it exactly right? Hockey. Because hockey is the most humble of sports. It Mm. really is. Because the the official, it's not about him. He knows it. He's just going to stand up there and go, there's a goal. It's true. There's very few, and there have been some, you know, a goal that was disallowed or whatever the case may be, but in, in hockey, they play on yes. most of the time. Very few offsides, penalties, actually, you know, the goal gets a disallowed as opposed to in these other sports. But Okay, sorry, but we, we digress back. But. I have a segue for you, though, yeah. because two of the picks in the Thursday three are sports-oriented. Oh. I want to start off by, and I know 
I know a certain segment of the audience is going to hear that there's a Colin Kaepernick show on Netflix, and they're going to go, we know his story. Do we need to hear it again? But I got to tell you, I really enjoyed Colin in black and white. And yes, Colin Kaepernick is at the center of this talking about his experiences. But what I really give them credit for, Ro, I think they realize that, you know, people feel the way they do. And I admire him, and I think he got railroaded by the NFL. That's a whole other podcast. But I think they felt like, okay, people know that story and feel a certain way. This is really a combination of documentary and fictional recreation about him growing up. Since the day I was born, my passion, my love, was being a quarterback. But what you start out as is not necessarily what you become. While I was in high school, I felt a lot of different emotions, sometimes scary. Sometimes fun. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Colin already got his game face on. Now, you got to remember, Colin Kaepernick was adopted by white parents who did, who were good parents but were completely lost when he decided that Allen Iverson was his new role model when he was like 12. And Mary Louise Parker, great actress from Weeds and many other things, and Nick Offerman wow. from Parks and Rec play his parents. So it actually kind of works as a domestic sitcom with some, you know, in the first time he wants to, you know, young Colin and there's actors playing him says, I, I want to get my, you know, I want to get uh, cornrows. And his mom is like, where do we go for that? You know, I mean, it's just so it handles the subject matter with humor. Wow. So it's called Colin in Black and White. That's and is this a series? Yes, on Netflix. Series on of Netflix. episodes, yes. All right. This now, will be one season, we assume? I would assume so. Until, until yeah. he returns to the NFL? Yeah, yeah, I think you'd get one season out of it. But really well done. Completely different at number two for what to watch in the Thursday 3. Now, this one I loved. It's called Antlers. This is a feature film, and it is maybe the scariest, but probably the scariest movie since the Candyman sequel that oh. came out. What is storytelling? Storytelling started with our indigenous people. Can anyone give me an example of a myth or a story they're afraid of? Lucas, what's going on? We found a part of a man in the woods today. Part of a man? I guess the other half was found in the mine. All oh, this is got to be an animal, right? Antlers, and it's one of those films that's set in this Oregon town where everybody's doing meth, and it was a mining town, and everybody's, you know, kind of criminals or depressed, but there's also this Native American legend uh, that's based on a real, you know, true mythic folklore about this mysterious creature with antlers that occasionally will eat people and possess them. Oh, boy. And uh, it's got Carrie Russell. She and Jesse Plemons, Carrie Russell, of course, from uh, the Americans. Oh, yes. Or is it Homeland or the Americans? Sorry. The Americans. Uh, okay. So it's got Carrie Russell, Felicity, and then the Americans is a great actress. She plays a school teacher in town who's trying to connect with this little boy who may have some really mysterious things going on in the family attic Ooh. because of that uh, mythology. And her brother is Jesse Plemons, the great character actor going back to Friday Night Lights. And we talked about uh, Breaking Bad. Her brother's a, a sheriff. So there's an investigation into what they think at first might be some murders, but then it gets into this mythology. And oh my God, the creature, when we finally get to see what it is, a sort of hybrid of man and beast, it's really kind of a really well done 
spooky, supernatural film that's not about cheap scares like the recent Halloween Kills and the Friday the 13th movies, but plays on deeper fears. Oh. what? If, imagine if, like, the monster in the attic was also your family and you wanted to feed them and take care of them, but also oh. they were the monster. Yeah, oh. very disturbing stuff. Yeah. Great, though. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Russell can do no wrong. She's so good in this. She's really, it's the kind of film that doesn't get award consideration, awards consideration because it's a horror film, but it should. And it's really, really well done. And then we mm-hmm. go back to the sports theme. And this is another one where people are going to go like, wait a minute, what? Swagger, Apple TV Plus series. Now, this is fiction, but it's loosely based on Kevin Durant's experiences when he was 13, 14 years old, Ro, not even yet in high school, but already being courted by high schools, by colleges, Mm -hmm. by athletic apparel companies, and by a lot of adults who wanted to exploit him. But it's completely fictionalized. And all I can tell you is the creative team behind this is the same creative team that did Friday Night Lights. They always told me to follow my dreams. Maybe that's something in a city to a lot of kids. Push-ups. I'm too tired. You're the number one player in the area code. What do you think the haters want my baby to be? Tired. My son needs a coach like you. He'll take your team from good to, oh my God. I don't coach high school kids. All my kids is 14 You. Jace turned 14 yesterday. Wow. One of the best television shows of all time. So, yes, it's about sports, but it's about so much more. And it's about race and class and sports and uh, just a great cast, really good writing and all kinds. Just like on Friday Night Lights, there were so many interconnecting plot lines. You know, sometimes you'd see a very strong uh, family unit. In other cases, there'd be an absentee father. Then you have an instance where there's a... Uh, a high school, a girl, a female basketball player who has a coach who has assaulted her, but she knows it's going to ruin her life if she comes forward. Unfortunately, right. does she continue on? Uh, and then the rivalries between you know the various uh, factions. And uh, it's just so well done because I honestly, I was like, do I want to see this? And like within 20 minutes, you're like, this is so, this is so good. Yeah. So it's called Swagger, Apple TV Plus. Yeah, we talked about what's wrong with football and officiating, but you know, we forget that kids are being recruited for basketball primarily, but football as well, sometimes from when they are in peewee, yeah, from when yeah. they are under 10 years old. There are coaches and peewee teams that talk to like the middle schools and then the high schools where they should go, and they start getting recruited into that because of their size or their talent, or their speed, or whatever it happens to be. And then it moves to a point where a kid might be a freshman or sophomore in high school, and they're getting invited to college campuses, or their coaches are coming to meet them in these living rooms when they're maybe not the head coach, because I think there are rules about that now, but you'll have assistant coaches and other people from these universities who will come down and start to recruit these kids and get them where they need to be. What To me, one of the, uh, the greatest things like the now infamous story of LeBron James, who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was in high school. Mm -hmm. And that story shook me when I read it because it was about him at the McDonald's Classic. And he'd already had deals in place. Yep. 
right? As a high school kid. And then people are saying, well, why doesn't he go to college? And I can't believe he wouldn't go to college. And that's, you know, he doesn't want an education. And it's like, no, 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 no. LeBron was always a very smart kid. College was not going to make him a college graduate. It was going to make him an NBA player after the college, whatever one he went to, took advantage of. You're absolutely right. And, you know, it's so easy for people on the outside to judge. But if you're a kid whose mother's working three jobs, your whole life from the time you you have memories and now you're 16 or 17 and you got a chance to get her in a safe house, a beautiful home and have her not work again, screw the obligatory fake year or two right. at Duke. You know, that's just the way it does. Now you have the one and done. But yeah, and this is, Swagger's the name of a team. It's interesting too. And parents will know this, whether their kids are of a certain age playing soccer, baseball or whatever, all these traveling teams. This is all about these club teams where there's kids who are eighth graders before they go into high school. And in this case, it's set in the DC, Maryland area. But all of a sudden, you know, hey, you want to travel to Florida for a big juniors tournament, you need sponsors. Oh, an athletic apparel company is going to outfit all the kids with new shoes and the coach. Oh, and maybe the coach is going to get an offer to come work for the big athletic apparel company or be an assistant coach in college if he can deliver a kid who's 14 years old. Yeah, uh, so Swagger, uh, Apple TV Plus. Right? Wow. Check it out. That sounds right up my alley. And my suggestion now is you start watching football one half hour after the game has started. Oh, geez, Turn off your I phones. Know, right? Don't talk to your friends. Make sure that you don't see what's going on, and you just speed through. It's the only way to handle it. You have to have at least a thirty-minute. Mm. Yeah, I can't. I used buffer. to be adamantly opposed to that, and I've actually started doing that with us not even talking about this independently. Where I'm like, you know, what? I'll get some work done in the in the home office in the living room. I'm recording Ohio State, Michigan, and I'll catch up a half hour into it. Right. If if you don't know what's going to happen, it works. Perfectly fine. Right, exactly. Sometimes I go to the store, I go to the grocery store, because there will be no men in the grocery store at the beginning of a Bears game in Chicago, for example. <laughs> and I will, and so I will get, there'll only be women in there, and they will be, you know. Uh, I don't know, I can, there's a lot of women that won't be in the grocery store either Well, that's these true. Days, no, you know? but, it, yeah. but it is absolutely true that, that no. when you, and no, I no, do this, right. there's science to this, and this isn't sexist, this is just reality, people. Please, there are some mathematical realities, and when you go into the grocery store at the beginning of a major Wherever market you are listening to this in, if you have an NFL team and if that mm. NFL team is playing, there you go to your local Piggly Wiggly or your Mariano's or wherever you go, yeah. it's going to be women. And it's a much more pleasant experience because they know exactly where they're going in the store and the guys do not. And they <laughs> always jam up the lines. And it's 42 degrees in those stores because there's no humans in there because grocery stores still are <laughs> like super meat cold. lockers. Yes, that's 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 totally true. All right, anyway, uh, we have more to say about all of this next week. But I must remind you that the Rowan Roper Podcast is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com. Studios AmericanEagle.com is a full-service global digital agency providing best-in-class web design, development, hosting, digital marketing services, and so much more. Visit AmericanEagle.com for more information. Our executive producers are Renee Nelson and Tim Melanius. Demita Menezes is our production director. See you next time.